Hello out there, you demon monkeys. Welcome to Thrones of Game. This is the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, let me explain there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me as always is the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order, Elliot J. O'Neill. How you doing over there, buddy? Oh, mate, I am just... We just watched Season 2, Episode 5, apparently a bit of a snoozer, entitled The Ghost of Harrenhal. Um, I'm just going to say this outright. I think they got these episode titles backwards. Really? Well, I mean, this one, they actually mentioned the old gods in the new, uh, when Brienne of Tarth is swearing to Catelyn Stark. Sure. And in this one, um, has, you know, I mean, they both have scenes of Harrenhal in it, but they mention the guy who used to own Harrenhal in the last one. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's... It's equal parts, and it's also a little bit more of uh, the murder genie, um, mm. which is who in the next one we find out is like super good at this. In this one, you, it's the start of uh, him and Arya having this "I'll kill three people for you" thing. Um, later on, it seems to be a little bit more mystical. Right now, it looks like he's just good at it, but later on, it, it's like, okay, now you're like supernaturally good at this. Oh right, so the ghost wasn't the thing that uh, got rid of Bree's dude. What's his name? Riley. Rylan? Uh, no. Renly. Uh, Renly Baratheon. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we'll start off with that. Unless you want to start... Uh, yeah, let's go straight to MVP. What was your most valuable part? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't have one either. I usually have a couple of M's. I for- completely forgot to write any M's down on this. Like, and always at the forefront of my mind is Tyrion, you know, constant mm. employee of the oh, week. Yeah. If oh, you, yeah. yeah, remember that Simpsons episode where... Homer gets at once, you know. Our wall is pretty much all Tyrion, so yeah, it feels like a boring answer, but fuck, he got some of the best scenes of this episode. Oh yeah, for sure. This is the one where he's, you know, discovering wildfire. And again, it's not one scene in particular, it's like the spread of everything. So he's walking through the market street. Sorry, he starts off having a little back and forth with Cersei, who they're just kind of giving each other quiet jabs. I love this scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, MVP can go to Cersei as well. She just... The facial control that Lena Headey has Mm. just... It is microscopic. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and it works. Like especially these early seasons, I do love how she's very Valley Girl evil, and this is exactly that for the most part. Oh yeah, mm. it was Marcella that was the name I was trying to think of last time, who's uh, getting sent away to Dawn. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and then she's got this whole uh, oh, you just think you're so smart with your schemes and your plots, and you know uh, Tyrion has a good line of schemes and plots are the same thing. <laughs> just good the little... Game of Thrones equivalent of um, actually, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Uh, but Fucking then, Adam Conover over here. And then uh, Tyrion has a meeting with some dude who's boning Cersei on the side. And I gotta say, those dudes' eyes are huge. He must be high as fuck right now. <laughs> he looks like a baby in a wig, though. Yeah, like... uh, he's the most baby-faced dude I think we've mm. seen. But that makes sense, because that's why she, he's hot for Cer- uh, Cersei. finds him hot, I guess. Mm. Likes the baby face. We, we see that before, I think. Um, yeah, and then he's got a whole bit of, like, telling about wildfire, and Tyrion's like, no, that's bullshit, you're lying. He's like, I'm not lying, I swear. I was like, you swear on what? I swear on my life. I don't care about your life. <laughs> Just uh. a great little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. Man, I was going to tear through all Tyrion stuff, because why not puke? Mm. Um, and yeah, he's chats with Bronn later, fucking rule, and... Yeah, and they're walking through the city, and they find this preacher guy up on the, you know, podium being all like, oh, you know, ma- uh, brother has laid with sister, and no wonder their fruit, aka Joffrey, is rotten, terrible garbage. Mm. And then there's that little demon monkey, and uh, Tyrion's like, yeah, demon monkey, that's funny. He's like, you know they're talking about you, right? What? Yeah, that's what, who did he think they were talking, he was talking about? No one ever thinks the demon monkey is them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't know who it is in your friend group, it's yeah. likely you, Demon yeah. Monkey. <laughs> Congratulations, you're the Demon Monkey. Yeah, and then finally, I've been waiting for this since um, the Battle of Blackwater, where we meet the Pyromancer, who's mm. like, <laughs> fire. And he did not, dis- he disappointed a little. He was a little too together in this bit, but he is, you know, very proud of flame and... I do like, uh, Tyrion gets introduced to it and he's all like, uh, I've heard they say that you piss on wildfire and your cock burns off. So, mm. cock talk doesn't really count, but you know. <laughs> so is that what was in that chamber was just, yes. uh, 7,811 wildfires? Yeah, all in jars. That's Link's wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> just breaking jars of napalm, basically. Uh, yeah, so that's all set up for the Battle of Blackwater and blowing up the Sept later, and yeah, just stores and stores and stores of napalm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I think just in general, minor MVP to Bronn. He's got a yeah. great little skepticism through everything, and he's got a great line of, ah, men win wars, not magic tricks, doubting wildfire. I'm like, but what if mm. we started doing magic trick battles instead <laughs> of wars? Well, I mean, magic trick certainly made a dent in the start of the episode, mm-hmm. which, what the fuck was this? Okay, that was the smoke monster from Lost crossover. Now, right. Um, yeah, well, you- my other guess was Noob Cybot. Yeah, he's very Noob Cybot. Yeah, this is the s- smoke monster with the face of Stannis Baratheon sneaking up behind Renly Baratheon and just stabbing him through the gut. Is this a red woman thing? Maybe, yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, so you'll see that next time, I'm assuming. Why doesn't this happen more if she has can do this? Is the question. Like, uh, we, we don't know. We never really find out. A lot of their problems could have been solved oh, with yeah. a bit of... Uh, like, how far away was Stannis from this? I don't know. I mean, it's not huge. Like, assume this country's roughly the size of England. Mm. So it's not massive, but... Um, I don't know. It seems, yeah. Why could you not just go, hey, can we just make another shadow monster and we'll call it the Night King and we'll also call the next one Cersei and we'll call the next one to- uh, Joffrey? And- yeah. Well, like, look, if they, you know, in the episode previous, yeah. if it takes a, you know, a lot of resources to put mm-hmm. this together and there's like a bit of fucking filing cabinet full of paperwork that you've got to fill out, then sure, the one time deal. But yeah. for me, this was. Uh, an absolute, I don't know if you've seen Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, it's a fucking time winder. This uh, yeah. seems the ultra goddamn convenient. Pi- time winder. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I only use it to get to class on time. Bitch, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, let's look. Let's assume this is like D&D rules, and in order to make this, she needed like a diamond worth 100,000 gold. And it's like, those are <laughs> so hard to find. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, hopefully it comes up. If it doesn't, yeah, we're going to yell more. Yeah, and then um, roll in the 99th percentile to actually get it to hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe it's super hard. Hopefully it's super hard. Otherwise, yeah, this this entire series makes no goddamn sense. Uh, but yeah, and then we get a bit of, uh, you know what, I'm going to segue into violence. Cause, violence. you Violence. Know, does a good little stab through the gut, but really it's, uh, then the guards rush in and they see Brienne of Tarth crouching over this guy and they put two and two together and fair enough, they get five, mm. uh, and dash mm. in. And then we just get some Brienne of ass kicking cause just, yeah, takes him down like nobody's business. And then does like the sword down the spine move finish mm. us like, Ooh, damn. Yeah. I guess that's sort of what was a bit disappointing in the, the, this episode. It just, it opened with a fucking bang and yeah, yeah just didn't really get back anywhere near that for me yeah. but yeah this opening scene um god you got to see some range on brie as well just mm. yeah the aggression and um the the panic and then the utter devastation fucking yeah. hell oh man fantastic i will say though i feel like this whole beginning is a little bit rushed like uh it's just the shadow creeps under the uh, curtain door and then everyone's like what's that and then it stabs him and then it's gone like, i mean i know it's meant to be 
sudden and then it's over. But it was just like, from an audience perspective, you know, we could have had, you know, a POV moving through the camp, this kind of, because it's windy. And that's my first note of the entire thing is, oh, look, it's windy. Hmm. Um, but then there's a bit of, you know, uh, Renly even has this, uh, you know, Catelyn's are like, can't you debate with Stannis? He's like, no, you know, debating with Stannis is like debating with the wind. It's like, uh. uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just kind of happens and I would have liked a tiny bit more build up of just what's this perspective we have of shifting through the camp and floating underneath doors and stuff and then have it to reveal smoke monster face yeah. of Stannis stab. I think they laid on it a little thick as well. Like mm. I wish it was just a bit more opaque. Like, mm. um, I don't know. It ju- I think it really crossed that line of looking goofy. Like yeah, tiny bit, arguably. I kind of wish at least like Brianna taking a swing at it and the sword just went right through it or something. Yeah. Because, I mean, fair enough, she is just standing there shocked, but as you would be. But at the same time, having her do nothing feels very strange. Like, this is this is Brianna of Tarth. She doesn't do nothing. Yeah, at least unsheath the sword and, you know, shake a bit as... Uh, yeah, or just have no idea what to strike and then all of a sudden it's gone and you're just left there st- holding your sword being like, the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Tyrion for the MVP because I do not have a note on it. Even though I was not as snooze on this one as you were, there mm. were just a lot of scenes that happened and they were fine. Nothing much came out of them. Yeah. Um. And so, even you know the other note of violence where um the tickler gets killed. I did. I was like, yeah, because um Arya names her first victim, and I do like everyone is kind of like, oh, why not just go straight for Tywin? But I kind of figure she's testing the waters here. Mm. Uh, seeing if this guy can actually do what he's claimed. And then later on, she doesn't get the opportunity to pick Tywin because one is to keep her secret for a little bit longer and the other is so her, she and her friends can escape. So I like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a... Um, it's a oh, good yeah. thing that she knocked over the tickler now because it would have re- sound very silly later on when she's got those scenes of like repeating her list. Cersei Lannister. Um, someone else I the hate. Hound. The hound. The tickler. <laughs> <laughs> like the hound at least has some sort of intimidation. Like Yeah, it. It. I mean... It the, has to have been Tickler. Because I wrote down, did he say Titler or Tickler? Like, it has to have been Tickler, which I get. He's a yeah. torturer. It's an ironic thing. That said, I'm going to assume, until proven otherwise, this guy just tickles people as torture. That would be torture. Like, puts their feet in stocks and then just tickles them with feathers. Tickle, 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 tickle. Yeah, no, okay, I'll talk. Just stop my gut. Yep. If you hate it, well, why are you laughing so much? Stop it, you know what? Ah, you're a bastard tickler, but I like you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, until proven otherwise, which I'm sure we will be, uh, that is what I'm going with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, any other notes of violence? Um, Yeah, then we see that guy with his neck broken. Oh, yeah. Um, No, not really. (laughs) I'm just looking through my notes here. Uh, See, told you. Snoozy. Yep, you got me. Uh, Now we move on to nudity. I mean... You get some uh, Gendry Baratheon being shirtless. So I wrote down Gendry Bodrathian <laughs> for all you ladies out there. He's mm. he's looking buff, but that's about it. Yeah, it's very much a fireman's uh, calendar <laughs> sort of look, you know, with yeah. the ash and all that on him. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it would have been funny to like see the scene that happened a couple of scenes before this of him just walking up to the you know anvil and ready to blacksmith and just starts rubbing soot on him. Yeah. Like, what are you doing that for? Oh, you know, in case girls walk past. <laughs> Helps with the contours of my abs, don't you see? <laughs> yeah, and then Ari's like, "No, it doesn't." Oh shit, it does. <laughs> yeah, um, that's about it. That's all I got. Yep. 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 Oh man, so <laughs> this is half that sh- half our show gone because yep. the two main staples are not here. 
Oh boy. Um, so I'm going to move to scenes where nothing really interesting happened, but were still scenes and they were fair enough. Uh, let's see. I've got one of those. Oh uh, yeah, what was that? Jon Snow and crows are walking in the snow. Jon Snow, Jon Snow, Jon Snow, Jon Snow. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's setting up what happens next time because this is the encampment, which includes Aloy that they take out, and they're all like, "Yeah, we can't just walk up because this is obviously a, a party that's there to detect people. But mm. they'll see us. We'll lose element of surprise." Uh, but yeah, in terms of actually having anything to talk about in terms of podcast. Not much. Well, Sam from another series is here and just... I love Sam from another series in this one. He's uh, so cute. And he's just other seriesing all over oh, the place. Man. And he has his filthy teeth at the moment too. Yep. And yeah, he's just great. Yeah, Doing he... another one of it. Gilly would love this. Look at this scenery and they're like, oh my God, shut up, dude. But he's so... You can tell they don't mean it. Mm. You know, they're like, shut up. Oh, we're so happy for you, Sam. <laughs> um, then there's a bit where he's all like, oh, you know, they blow the horns once for people returning. They blow it twice for enemies attacking. And then they blow it three times for White Walkers. No one's done it for 4,000 years, but mm. I read it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's his catchphrase, apparently. Yeah, he's the reading rainbow of this universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all of that. Yeah. Um, and then what else did I have for <laughs> stuff that just happened? Again, uh, Brienne and Catelyn have that little bit where she swears, and it's nice, but there's not too much to be on that. It just kind of yeah. happens. Um, yeah, uh, although I do like that, you know, Brienne's like, you've got a courage, milady, not battle courage, but a woman's courage, and uh, happy International Women's Day. This will not be coming out on that day. Nope. Nope, but it is today. But uh, every not day. tomorrow. But, you know, live every day as if it's International Women's Day. Yes, sure, why not? Um, I already mentioned they mentioned the old gods and the new... <sighs> Littlefinger has his dumb fucking cape thing that looks like curtains. <laughs> like, this dude seriously just stole some curtains he likes and just... Again, he's trying it. Let yeah. him try it out. <laughs> but, yeah. um... Oh, yeah, and I guess I wasn't aware that he had his uh, ties with the Tyrells. Yeah, because uh, he's in their camp when this is they've got, you know, uh, Renly Baratheon laid out for his funeral. Mm. Loras, who's secretly his lover, is losing his shit. Ma oh. I, I can't believe it's Marjorie Tyrell, who's actually married to him, is like, oh, oh. yeah. She does have the good line of, uh, you know, Littlefinger's all like, uh, Littlefinger calls him a lady and uh, oh, no, your grace. And mm. she's all like, look, he wasn't actually crowned king. He just called himself king in this war. That technically doesn't make me a queen. He's like, oh, do you want to be a queen? He's like, no, I want to be the queen. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's ha it's heavy-handed, but it works. Yeah, uh, it's another thing that I really wish Marjorie got a bit more to do. And mm -hmm. uh, later on, I kind of would have liked to see uh, her as the ruthless queen. But, yeah. you know, sometimes a uh, character's just destined for a prison and then green splosions. And then green splosions. Yep. Um... Yeah, but yeah. yeah, just sort of seeing the little glimpses of uh, how she's, you know, playing chess behind the scenes and stuff mm -hmm. and how she's trying to work things in her favor. I've always liked this side of uh, that yeah, character. This kind of mental chess that's going on. Mm. And, and it's always very fun to try, especially to pick apart, especially going backwards. Yeah, kinda... I was just wondering then, because I didn't know that relationship with Renly and, and also the, the extra relationship of mm -hmm. her brother being his lover. And... I guess if that's the character, then she wouldn't care. This is just the road to the yeah. top. She, he was a title and a means to a title. And yeah. that was it. And that's, you know, fine. It was obviously probably an alliance marriage, that kind of thing. So, yeah, she's not all broken up. Lawrence is losing his shit. And they're like, no, we need to like get out of his. I will kill everybody. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. 
Yeah. Actually, Brie has a few good of those moments, mm. and I feel like they paralleled them, especially because those mm. scenes were right next to each other. Yeah, and they both have the lines equivalent to, you can't avenge somebody if you're dead. Yeah, and um. then um, Marjorie goes, yeah, you can't avenge someone from the grave. Yeah. Yep, there's actually a few, because other people are like, oh, he's in his grave, but don't follow him into the earth. And there's, there's a few mentions of doing that. Like, yeah, we got it. Thank you. This sort of event, though, seemed to have widespread impact in oh all the characters ass. that heard about it, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, to be entirely fair, we later see Dan Brady being told that Robert Baratheon is dead. Different dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Well, all- when, you know, Daenerys there has, like, fucking 18 names, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, maybe Ro- uh, Renly's short for Robert back then or Somehow. something. <laughs> yeah, no, fair no, enough. Different that's, people. That's gotcha. why I clarified, just because you've not met Rob and, uh, sorry, Robert. You've met Rob Stark, you've not met Robert Baratheon. Mm. I don't know how many Bs are in his name. Let's assume two. Uh, uh, and they went with Robert. They didn't go with Bob Baratheon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I guess. Bob's Burgers Baratheon. Um, yeah, Bobby assu- Borath. Assume two Bs, two Ts. Yep. I guess. <laughs> two Rs, why not? Um, Theon sucks at being a captain as well. Oh, man. <laughs> I am starting to enjoy douchebag Theon yeah, he's doing kinda, his, I can't get no respect. Yeah, this is him before he's murdered anybody and is just like, oh, come on, listen to me. I'm, in, I'm important. Man. Yeah. So he's like got a crew and they're all, he's all like, oh, welcome crew. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no, stop. Your captain says so. And they're like, dude, just, just shut up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because he hasn't proven to them why he's important yet. And then like Yara shows up and she's like, oh, wow, big dude, come on. <laughs> it's Yara being the sibling undercutting him is always so much damn fun. Yara fucking rules. Again, mm. wish we got more of her in the series. Yeah, for sure. Let's spin off into Yara something. I was trying to think of a pun, like Yara kidding me. Yeah. yeah it's not great. <laughs> That'd be like a prank show, like, uh, you know, punked. But it's not It's not the best. We'll workshop. That's fine. When we get some of that HBO money, yeah. Yara and Arya, just because that's a duo that hasn't happened yet, and it's fun to say. Yara, Arya. Yara, Yara. Uh, Arya and Yara. Well, their couple name would be unpronounceable. <laughs> unpronounceable. Yara. Yara. <laughs> ah. Yep, that's the show. <laughs> that's the um, episode title. Although, I will say, when the guys are rowing out, it looks like their oars are just poles. <laughs> like yeah. square poles. And I'm like, is this like, okay, maybe I don't know shit about sailing, so maybe this was before they developed the technology to flatten wood, they just but, rode with what they had. I'm guessing they just didn't have oars, and they're like, who the fuck is going to watch this in 4K Blu-ray? <laughs> uh, no one's going to notice. Just do it, guys. But yeah, it looks like they were using a bunch of 4x4s, and yeah. it stuck out as odd because they were especially like a pale wood, Yeah, that's so the they weren't like lived in at all. Yeah, and again, this show is usually very good with that. An example I want to bring up in praise before I go back to mocking it uh, is Theon's armor's got that kind of it's got that leather leather covering that has the uh, kraken in you know carved into it, and then this other the bassist from an '80s band rocks up. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got the same thing, but his is clearly far more worn and worn out, and it kind of shows the de- difference in experience. That yeah, Theon's all oh I'm Prince Theon blah blah blah, but obviously he hasn't done shit, whereas this guy mm. has, and he's the one who's leading him. It's a good little visual storytelling thing. So to then have people with very clean-looking two-by-fours rowing with them, I have to assume they just got there on the day, and they're like, cool, and it's a motorized thing. You don't actually have to row, but obviously the actors are going to look like it. Uh, where are the oars? Oh. Oh, shit. Uh... Yeah. And it's just surprising that that's, like, 
if that's the theory and that's what the prompt department... has to be. I just cannot imagine <laughs> why else it would happen. Even if this is historically accurate, it's one of those things that looks wrong. Yeah. So then why would you not fake it? Yeah, especially, like, yeah, the colour of the wood. Like, mm. if they were going to fake it with, yeah, a bunch of 4 by 4s that weren't even, like, rounded down, then surely someone in the props department has got a bit of paint or just roll them around in the dirt for a bit i'll tell you actors don't pull them out of the water just yeah okay i guess that doesn't work with rowing but still yeah i have to assume this was a desperation thing because there is no way anyone can row with just a beam yeah uh if even if they just kept it to you know them they didn't even include those scenes they didn't have to like it just could have stopped at or the just men just docking at the shoot it just so it's above the yeah. waterline or something. Yeah, weird. Uh, we we caught you, Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> you owe us something now. Mm. I I don't know what. Uh, one of them wolf pelt cloaks would be nice. <laughs> A set of four by four oars. Yeah, we'll take those. Uh, well, yeah, it should really tell people how much is in this episode, given how long we just spent on oar talk. <laughs> um. But yeah, there's a good little bit again with Tywin and Arya, kind of this back and forth thing. And Tywin just owning the room like a boss. Mm. Especially when one of the guys is like, oh, we've been strategizing for like all night. Can we get some sleep? And he's like, oh, perhaps you should like to go sleep next to your wife. He's like, well, actually, I would. That would be lovely. Um, you know, <laughs> but she lives back and, oh, well, you, I, you need to ride back to her. Otherwise, I'll murder you. He's like, oh, shit. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, I get to go home sick, mate. <laughs> yes, and perhaps you'd like some cookies and milk before you go to sleep. Mate, that would be lovely. Yeah, you know that the kind of... Well, eat them or else I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sarcastic threatening that ends up being legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I hope they're very scrumptious. Mm, good, chewy chocolate chip cookies. Oh, actually, quite good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's some fresh milk. Of course, your majesty would love fresh milk. Oh, it's delicious. Wow. <laughs> Enjoy them. Otherwise, yeah. Is there anything else we can do for you? A foot massage, perhaps. <laughs> we found the greatest foot masseuse in all the land. Wow, you did all this? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, it's, I feel 100% because I don't know what the downside to this is meant to be. It's like, okay, I get to go home and I don't get murdered. Sick. Well, yeah, I think that was it. He's just doing the Charles dance of um, owning the room in that way because, yeah, just him going, yeah, and if you weren't my cousin, it'd be your head and all that shit. And it's mm-hmm. just like everyone else, oh, shit, I won't ask for anything. Yeah, I guess. I think sense. I would have preferred wine instead of water, but uh, I'm yeah, not going to ask sh- now. Not, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he's the, that waiter you don't want to disappoint when he mm. brings you the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, that was a good bit. And especially there's a moment where, you know, the old girl, where are you from? And she yeah. gets, gets caught in a line. He's like, yes, where, no, you're full of shit. Where are you actually from? You're a northerner, aren't you? And she's like, yeah, and then finds a better lie. And then, and what do they say about Rob Stark? He's always oh, a young wolf, and he can't be killed, and he rides into battle on the back of a wolf and can turn into a wolf. So it's a wolf on wolf situation, <laughs> and all this. And There's like, something in comedy where you don't put a wolf on a wolf; it's just not funny. <laughs> I think in this case, putting a wolf on a wolf would be funny and also terrifying. If a, yeah. if a wolf riding a wolf charges at you. <laughs> You're just going to double shit your pants. So <laughs> They say he's a werewolf that rides a big wolf. <laughs> so he rides a bigger wolf. It's adorable. It has a little hat. And then his cave is like, you've never seen Aladdin? Mm. It's like the Cave of Wonders, except with a wolf. Yeah. And then that wolf is also riding a unicycle. And that mm. unicycle's wheel is also a wolf curled up. And he likes to watch Law & Order. Executive producer, Dick Wolf. <laughs> yep. It's a stretch, but hey, I'll take it. Yeah, um, but then he's got the good line of like, and do you believe all this? And she's like, no, anyone can be killed. It's like, yeah. ooh, and they got to get a little intense stare back and forth. It's 
it's nice. Uh, then she has a little discussion with the murder genie and he mentions the red god, which is weird because I think that's another name for the Lord of the Light, who he does not serve, so I'm confused. Yeah. But maybe he was being vague and galaxy brained. Um, but he's also got a good line of, uh, only death may pay for life. And then they're like, well, you saved me and two other men. That's three. So you get three murders. Yeah, yeah. So it's not genie rules. It's like, mm. uh, um, yeah, you did a favor to the mystical thing and yeah, yeah. you get favors in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all my notes. Like, because I've just written sort of the scenes happen, and yeah. I don't really have that much to say about it. Uh, Daenerys and Jorah Mamong just continue to be fucking passions to me. Pretty much. I mean, it's not as bad as that in this one, but yeah. it's still pretty out there. Like, you know, the big rich dude who I can't remember the name of is all like, you know, who he's totes in love with you, girl. And she's like, nah, he is not. Mm. Actually, this whole thing is going to be way more fun if I reimagine it just as being, <laughs> uh, you know, Game of Thrones high. So that's what I'm going to do. Because it starts with, you know, she's watching the dragon. She's teaching. It's like now Dracarys. And it's like, nah. And it's mm. like, Dracarys. And then it burns its food, uh, cooks its food. It's like, oh, yay. <laughs> Little dragon made a whittle fire. Um, and then one of them is you know, like holding the dragon. He's like, "Oh, he likes you." And then her other handmaid is like, "Wish that dragon liked me." Yeah, what's with the sullen, snippy two little servants? It's High School of Thrones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, I forgot we were watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different, high, different show. High of School. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I kind of guess that she doesn't like being in this city and doesn't like the people and doesn't like how. Because this other handmaiden refers to Daenerys as a queen and sorry, as a princess. And she's like, she's not a princess. She's a Khaleesi. And mm. storms off the other to like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and they're looking at dresses and it's all pretty. And Dan Brady doesn't have braids. Uh, she does have like two either side running underneath uh, the hair. All right. Stealth braids. Yeah. A couple of stealth braids. And then, yeah, her hair's like all puffy and wavy from obvious previous braids. Mm. But yeah, so we're not at full confidence yet. But no, still. Oh, we're far from it, obviously. Um, and then I do like the, you know, at the party and she sees some Dothraki dudes looking at the statues, walks up, oh, what are you guys doing? He's like, well, he thinks it would be easy to pluck the gems out and then we can cut the statue when we <laughs> steal it. He's like, you're not going to steal. He's like, no, no, of course not. We're going to steal it when we leave. Like, no, you're not stealing it when you leave either. We don't, we're not stealing from these people. Like, I don't, I don't get what he mean. I yeah. don't understand. It's like, just, just no stealing. And yeah, immediately takes a drink, throws the wine out. Yeah, yeah it's my cup now. <laughs> Probably get a couple of bucks for this. Yeah, that's a nice looking cup. I uh, love stealing. I love taking things. You stole the show. <laughs> um, then the warlock dude shows up, and it's equally hilarious because his lipstick is staining his teeth. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, because <laughs> they're like, oh, you know, they're mad, and they sit in their tower looking at old books and drink shade of the evening, which stains their lips purple. It's like, nope, that's lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I swear that was a mistake as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about the way that it looked was just, yeah. Yeah, clearly, un- I absolutely think that's unintentional. So we got you again, Game of Thrones. Wow. Boom. Served. How does that feel? Don't care about your coffee cups on set. I care about your lipstick on teeth. Well, that's right. That's a thing that happened. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> In their fucking eighth season. Like, yeah. oh, great uh, the entire fair, it's it's a fair enough thing but yeah also kind of funny um armor faced or plate faced lady shows up again mm. is talking to jorman one being all like what up and that's about it but it's just it's her again yeah mm-hmm. uh, man what else we got going on oh yeah a bit i did quite like was how set up uh the next episode is because mm. theon's all like oh we'll go attack this place and then all the Stark troops will come to defend them, and then we can sneak around and take Winterfell. It's like, eh, but they don't say that. They just imply it. It's like, 
I gotcha. Mm. And it also has uh, Rick on um, smashing walnuts and eating them. I'm like, ah, that's the walnuts that show up in the next episode. Oh, right. Where Hodel's cracking them. Uh huh. Thank you very much for doing that. That's right. Um, Oh, yeah. The little scene of the kids' council. Yeah. And uh, minor MVP to Allbran, who, more the character than the scene itself, who really is trying so hard. And it's Mm. like, Oh, dude, I feel so bad for you because he hears word this place is being attacked and is like, no, no, we, we, how can we expect to lead if we don't defend our own people? And he sends people and it's like, that was clearly the right decision. He's doing everything he can. He's doing his damn best and it just blows up in his face. Mm. Oh, man. Ah. Yeah. And then we get a nice little scene with uh, him and uh, Usha. Usha? Usha. Usha Ginsberg. Mm. Who's talking about his dreams and he's like, I saw the sea come to Winterfell. And she's like, that's stupid. The sea's ages away, doofus. Yeah, that didn't happen, did it? Uh, no, it's a metaphor, you see, Elliot. It's uh, it's because uh, Theon Greyjoy is from the Iron Isles and oh, they're right. seafaring people. So it's the sea coming to it. And he's also in these seasons a bit of a sea word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Elliot, what a cunt. <laughs> um yeah no absolutely it's it's also like why do dreams always have to be such stuffy metaphors mm. why can't it just be a guy sitting there being like theon's gonna attack you don't send people to that place soz yeah <laughs> you know literal dreaming uh, is that so much to ask from dreams <laughs> oh yeah all right down cr- oh, there we are crows we just get yeah the scene of crows we already talked about that was that note it's just the word crows uh, Dan Brady and that guy, he goes up to the safe door and is like, oh, look, I can hit it with a sword and nothing happens. And, uh, he makes a proposal. I'm like, what the fuck was this guy's plan? Mm. Like he's marries her to get her dragons, I guess. Or his plan, he wants to marry her to, I suppose, to get her dragons. Well, he's not actually rich. She has determination and rightful, um. But he doesn't have the money to back up her attempt to take back Westeros that, it's what she wants out of this. So it's like, they were going to get married, and he'd be like, oh, by the way, the the vault is empty. Sorry, we're married, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, I remember. Uh, it was, again, backwards. But um, after they kill him and take his uh, amulet, so they seal him and the other handmaiden we see in this one. Oh, that's right. Uh, like They open like, oh, wow, what a surprise. It's empty. And then they steal all his shit. So they did steal it after all. It would have been funny to be- cut back to that guy being like, I fucking told you. Yeah. I already figured out. Pluck the gems out, then we cut it in half. Boom. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Mm. Yes. Um, Jorah kind of has this thing where he's clearly a little more into Khaleesi than he means to be, but there's a whole not lot to say there. And that is my notes, except for... I had a quote I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah. Um, a bit of Sir Davos being awesome, who's all like, oh, oh yeah. loyal service means telling hard truths. And it's like, yeah, that's genuinely true being mm. loyal to, whether you mean in a uh, service or a friendship means telling hard truths mm. so uh the hard truth about this episode is it's pretty much over because you're out of notes and i'm out of notes yep so we must ask our final question how did we get here well this is a bit of a hard truth and mm-hmm. it brings me a lot of delight the next episode is called garden of bones <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna uh, see some yes. water bones He's going to be tending to his garden, which is just going to be horrific, floral-inspired art pieces made of bones. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be sitting there, like, tilling his garden of bones, and they're going to be like, oh, we need you to join us because we're going to attack the wall. He's like, I'm not the Lord of Bones anymore. I left that name behind a long <laughs> time ago. And they're going to bring him back for one last job. Right. He's going to take off his gardener of bones hat and <laughs> put on his... Lord of Bones mask. They're, they're very similar. They've both he, got a skull in the front of them. And he's going to say his, you know, catchphrase, let's get ready to bone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I can't fucking wait, basically. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And anything else, I will be suing HBO. <laughs> 
All right. For this, what is it, 10-year-old episode by now. Yeah, but there's no statutes and limitations on things that make me angry. Sure. All right. Well, until that time, that's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, I'll watch his end. everybody so this episode ran a little bit short so impromptu dance party yeah we just watched we just watched season two season two season two episode five the ghost of harren hall i'm like what the fuck was this guy's plan what what fuck what what the fuck what what fuck what what the fuck what the fuck was season two episode five apparently a bit of a snoozer